This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. Lindsay Roberts here, and I want to talk to you on this Entirely Unconventional podcast. I'm so glad you joined me. You know, I want to talk to you about something that somebody said to me, and honestly, they were trying to offend me deeply, and it turned out to be one of the greatest things that I ever remembered, and it's probably been over 20 years, and I kind of really think that it was a, a, a cool thing that even though they were trying to kind of stab me in the back, it kind of charged my batteries, and they said to me this, are you part of that name it, claim it, blab it, grab it group? And I thought to myself, wow, that was harsh. And then they walked away. And I thought about that. Why shouldn't I be part? You don't have to call it blab it, grab it. That was a little bit offensive, but I don't have to take the offense. But there's something interesting about the first thing they said. Name it, claim it. Okay, wait a minute. Throughout my lifetime, I have been a part of and listen to other people lay claim to things I have no business laying claim to. What if you're sick? Oh, I'll probably be sick tomorrow. Or what if your finances are tanking? I bet I'll be broke by tomorrow. Now, those are not my words. I'm not that kind of a person, that extreme. But I will tell you that I could get into fear I could get into worry. I can get into doubt. I can get into things that are not like the Bible. Why would I say it, name it, and then lay hold of it? Claiming it is taking hold of it. Why in the world, when God has given me his marvelous Bible, 66 books of the most amazing promises, a hope for the future, for I know the plans I have for you, they are for good and not for evil. They're to give you a hope and a future. And yet, I was listening and even um, paying attention and even uh, carrying a conversation with someone who was so vile. They had already said to me, you're part of the healing camp. I should have responded right then. What should I be part of the sickness and disease camp or part of that prosperity gospel? Well, I can't remember, but I think it was well over 200 plus times in the Bible that the Bible talked about prosper or prosperity. So why shouldn't I be part of what the Bible is? Now, has it ever been maligned, abused, misused? Listen, you can walk out on the street and you can misuse the word drive-through. I mean, someone can get in their car, see a drive-through and go in and drive through the building. I mean, I don't want you to do that and I don't recommend it. But the truth be told, you can misuse a good instruction. There's a red light and it's for you to stop. And you stop, or let's say a stop sign, and you stop. But you're not supposed to park there for, what, six or eight days? We could take that proper instruction and misuse it. Have I seen the word prosperity in the Bible misused? Yes. Have I seen healing in the Bible misused? Absolutely. Have I seen the words that God is a good God misused? Do you know when my father-in-law, he was named Oral Roberts, when he came on the scene and began to declare God is a good God, they called him a heretic and demanded that he stop using those words. But 
You know what he did? He read the Bible. See the goodness of God in the land of the living. You see, anybody can take good words and good instruction and toss them around and mess them up and abuse them or properly use them. When I tell my children, I want you to wash the dishes, it doesn't mean now they're grown up. It doesn't mean I want them to take every dish out of the cabinet and wash every dish. It's good instruction that could go awry. But when we look in the Bible, the Bible is very clear that we are to call things. That is naming it. That be not as though it already is. Now that's not Listen carefully. That is not calling things that are not as though they are calling things that are as though they don't exist, like putting something in as an ostrich in the sand. The Bible says, call things that be not as though it already is. Now, I can say, I'm not married. I've never been married. Don't you accuse me of being married when the truth is I've been married 43 years. I'm not saying lie about your current situation. But say Satan has come against me and the medical report was sickness and disease, which I had that several years ago. It was cancer. I began not to say, I don't have cancer, going to ignore it. I'm an ostrich with my head in the sand and I'm not going to do anything anybody tells me to do. Well, you can do that. Or I began to pray, Lord, I recognize that Satan has come to attack, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But my Bible says by the stripes that wounded Jesus, I am to be healed and made completely whole. And I read a translation that said, calling things that be not as though they are means calling things that be not yet. Calling things that are not yet. Okay, right now, I'm not completely satisfied with a brand new network that we have launched. It's called the Healing Network. THN, the Healing Network, hold on, (coughs) pardon me, thehealingnetwork.com. You can go look it up. We're working on 24-hour-a-day programming where you can get the Word of God, some form of healing, some form of uplifting 24 hours a day. Now, we have launched it, and I am so thrilled about it. But is it where I want it to be? No. Do I have all the equipment I want to run it the way I want to run it? No, not yet. Not yet. So when people say, have you got everything you need? Not yet. But by faith, I say, in the name of Jesus, I am believing that we are going to have all the equipment that we need. Now, that's not living a lie, denying, but that is putting the word of God, applying the word of God to my situation and believing according to the word, that while my supply is not full yet, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I don't want you to lie about something. I'm not telling you to call something that is as though it's not, and you live in a denial lie like an ostrich with your head in the sand. But what I really want to do is do what the Bible talks about. Without a vision, the people perish. I want to see a vision that is my hope and my future. And I want the vision to be proper and I want it to be right. And I want to write that vision down and make it plain. So it's something for me to look forward to. The Bible says, I'll look to the hills for which comes my help. It hasn't been here yet, 
So I'm not going to say I haven't had any help in the past. I'm helpless now. I'll never have any help in the future. But it said, I will look. So that is calling something that I have not yet seen come to pass to come into my situation. Now get this, it is called according to the word and the will of God. Now I'm not going to say, I'm going to sit at my home and I'm going to believe God for six turkeys to fly out of the atmosphere and jump in to my kitchen sink in two seconds or less. First of all, I don't know what I would do with one live turkey, let alone six. I want to make sure what I'm saying and what I'm doing not only is beneficial to my situation, but it's according to the word and the will of God. I want you to listen to a word that I got out of the Oxford Dictionary, and this is when God called things into existence. He said, light be and light was when light was not there yet. And it says he called things out of darkness. The word is E-X-N-I-H-I-L-O, ex nihilo. Look at that word, and what it means is out of nothing. God can take the nothingness of what we're experiencing. Maybe I don't have enough money. I've got nothing to pay my bills with, or I've got nothing to see my future with, or I've got nothing to, um, to build a new company with. My father-in-law, Oral Roberts, built his ministry out of nothing. And when I say nothing, I think realistically, it's only fair if I say he was at the point of negative. So if you take nothing and you go backwards, he was in the negative numbers. He was 17 years old. He was dying of tuberculosis. He had been given the signature to go to the Tallahini Tuberculosis Sanitarium where he was literally signed papers to go there and die. He was 17 years old. When his sister Jewel came into him and talked to him in his room as he had withered down so thin that he couldn't get up and move around and said to him, oral God is going to heal you, is going. He was, she was calling something that was not as though she believed it was going to happen. His response was, is he Jewel? And her response was yes. And his brother Elmer rent, borrowed, borrowed a car, put 33 cents, if I'm not mistaken, about 30 cents worth of gasoline in. They had to take his mattress and put it on the back seat of the car and lay him on the mattress because he didn't have the strength to sit up. And it was so painful to sit on the car seat that he had to lay on the mattress and they carried him in, in the mattress into a healing crusade where a man laid hands on him and said, you foul tormenting disease in the name of Jesus, come out of this boy, loose him and let him go free. Now that's a pretty close quote. I'm not sure if it's exact, but it's real close. And that night, my father-in-law, Oral Roberts, was healed. Now it took him time to get his strength. It took him time to keep going. But when he was called out of darkness, literally, and to come into the ministry, he didn't have any finances. He didn't have a big building. He didn't have, uh, he did a tent crusade eventually. He didn't have six tents. He didn't have any of that. What he had was a sick body now healed and a heart's desire. So he began to expect what God was promising him. He coined the phrase, expect a miracle. 
And then God gave him the phrase, expect a new miracle every day. Now, he didn't have it all in front of him at every moment of every day, but he had an expectation that, I don't know, I've met a lot of people in my lifetime, but I'm not sure if I've ever met anybody with the kind of supernatural expectation that Oral Roberts had. And his expectation is not because he had it in front of him. And his expectation wasn't because he had a peachy keen past, because he didn't. But his expectation was the hope of glory, the hope he found in the Bible, where even as a man dying, actually a teenager dying, 17 years old, dying of tuberculosis, his sister Jewel said, God is going to heal you. She began to call things that were not as though they were. Why? Because Jewel knew the Bible. When Jewel knew the Bible, it was very simple. It meant Jewel knew what to pray for. It meant Jewel knew what she could do to call things that were not yet here as though they already were. And so what did she do? She made a declaration of her faith. She made a declaration of her expectation. Listen, we can make a declaration of our faith for failure. We can make a declaration of our faith for sickness or disease. We can make a declaration of our faith for doom and gloom. Or we can make a declaration of our faith to expect a miracle. God called something out of nothing. Ex nihilo. The Oxford Dictionary says, calling it out of nothing. In fact, in the Oxford Dictionary, it's hilarious because it says, the fashioning of life by God, out of nothing. I want to talk to you today about calling things that are not yet as though they already are. Calling things that have not yet happened. I'm not talking pie in the sky. I'm not talking about things that are not in harmony with the word and the will of God. But I'm talking about making a declaration of your faith. Not in denial where you are. Not in lying about your situation. But making a declaration through the eyes of your faith according to the word and the will and the promises of God and using the eyes of your understanding to believe that God said. And because God said, we can believe with hopeful expectation and begin to say, now I'm going to say it carefully, by faith, I call things that are not yet as though they are. By faith, I'm healed and whole. By faith, I have what God has for me every single day of my life. Listen, some of those days of my life are not even here yet, but I still have a Bible right to say, by faith, I am expecting all that God has for me every day of my life. And I pray that that's a blessing to you, and I pray you'll begin to do the same as you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and listen to the Word of God. I got a question about that. I'm just going to, it's just an interesting thing. You can tweak this according to your own situation, but I got a question from a gentleman that said, I'm believing for a miracle. I speak what I'm believing for daily. I'm not in denial. But I have to deal with people who tell me that I am. Okay, that's reality. That's life. And I'm going to say something to you that I will say to myself that is strictly my own opinion of how does Lindsay handle the situation. There are people that I listen to and there are people I don't. There are people, I, when they talk, I let it go in one ear and out the other. There's other people that when it comes in one ear, I hide it in my heart. And I'll tell you something else about me. I don't tell everybody everything 
that I'm believing God for. Because if it's not their vision, if it's not their word from God, I can't expect them to understand it the way I understand it. We've just launched something in our ministry called the Healing Network. I had that in my heart with a, a lady named Kate McVeigh. She's a wonderful preacher of the Word of God. We probably had that together 20 years ago as I talked to her and she talked to me, and I told her what was in my heart. I'm going to guess it was somewhere near 20 years ago. I didn't tell everybody, and I certainly didn't tell people that might not understand it as God's vision, my vision, or any vision at all. But I did talk to my friend Kate, and we prayed over it. It didn't come to pass immediately. But she always said, I'm believing God with you. There are people that will get the vision, and there are people that won't. There are people that will get the Bible, and there are people that won't. There are people that really just want to see you succeed, and there are people that don't. Okay, the question is, what did God say? And if I know that I know that I know that I've heard a word from God, I will do whatever I can do to only share that vision, first of all, with people who are like-minded, but second of all, make sure even of that group, the people God tells me to share it to. I don't want my vision shot down, and it might not even be their vision, <coughs> excuse me, so that they're not necessarily shooting the vision down. They just don't see it the way I see it. It doesn't make them wrong. It just makes it that it's not their vision. So what I would do if it were me is, you know my answer. I know you know what I'm going to say. I bet you know what I'm going to say. Okay, I can only guess that you know what I'm going to say. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you direction. And if you don't feel that you're getting any support, God said we're two or three agree. We're two or three agree. I'm in the midst of them. Okay, make sure who you're going into agreement with is in agreement with your vision. And if you haven't found anybody and you know that you know that you know it's from God, go into agreement with God. Go into agreement with the word of God and expect a miracle. And I believe that's when you begin to see them. I pray for you today for God to give you the kind of direction, the kind of inspiration that will lift you up and allow you to see that even though that vision hasn't come to pass yet, if it's from God, believe, believe that even though it's not here yet, it doesn't mean it's over until God speaks. And so I pray for you to hear the word of God, believe the word of God, and expect a miracle in Jesus' name. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I do want to close this program like I always do. Please carry these words with you today. I believe... You're worth more than you think. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.